What's going on, guys? Welcome into the Johnny Rombos podcast, episode 29, the final episodes. It's our curtain call episode, so we're not going to be doing any sponsors this week, but we'd like to thank all our sponsors for sponsoring us over the years. It's been great. I'm here with Hunt Dad. Hola. It's uh, episode 29, the second to last episode. Uh, there will be one more, episode 30, but it's just going to be me ranting by myself. So you probably wouldn't want to listen to it, honestly. I wouldn't Absolutely. listen to it. I will. Oh, you will. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even listen to myself rant. But um, <laughs> we got a really good episode for you guys today, though. It's a, I mean, you know, it's the close hey, the curtain call. Finish strong. The curtain call for the boys. Yeah. Uh, we did invent Real Brothers. People like to forget that. Uh, today on the episode that we're going to be talking about the college football playoff, obviously hot topic right now, the Jaguars' downfall in Blake Bortles, uh, Derek Henry's random 50-point game, uh, Midgets getting thrown in the end zone, the Real Brother Hall of Fame, the IRS and premium Snapchats, and of course the complaint of the week. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. I hope we close you out with a good one. Uh, fellas, ladies, uh, transgenders, if you're Dwight Anybody Howard. Anybody who's non-binary. Yep. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. So uh, let's get this thing rolling, baby. I mean, come on. Conor McGregor has to have the best walkout song in the history of MMA, correct? As a lifelong WWE fan, those entrance songs don't even touch it. Sunito Connor, the Irish music. There's nothing better. The Irish angel. Dude, I, I hope that just gets you right for the episode. You're, just yeah. re- you're pumped. You're ready to listen. I know we are. We are pumped. Damn right. We're absolutely pumped. Uh, pumped about college football playoff. Are Very you? pumped. Yeah. You think, both good games? I think they got it right. I mean, that they definitely got it right. It would have been a complete coup. I, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about Ohio State getting in. Uh, I, you know, they were definitely the least deserving. Uh, they were the worst team out of the teams in contention. It's really, it really came down to Oklahoma and Georgia. And as much as Herb Street got shit for this, I, I mean, and I see why he did because it's kind of a blasphemy, blasphemous statement that a team that just lost not move down because that's literally never happened before yeah and they lost two games yeah and they're two loss they didn't win their conference but if you just if you just have the eye test I do believe Georgia is a better team than Oklahoma but at the end of the day you have to focus on results 
Yeah. And, and Oklahoma got the desired results. They got better results than, you know, Georgia did. Uh, to me, it's like uh, Tom Brady, the year they were, what, 18-0, and and they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, we didn't just get – no, they were 19-0. and Yeah. And then they lost. You didn't just give them the Super Bowl. No. And it's one of those things, like, losses count. And a lot of people were wanting it. And the LSU yeah. loss was bad. I yeah. mean, they got they got beat down and down there mm-hmm. in Death Valley. And I do think Georgia was probably one of the four best teams in the country. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. But you, they are a two-loss team. Yeah. Oklahoma, one-loss team. They led up 40 to Kansas. I also, uh, despite common belief, I think Ohio State was actually a good football team. They played their best football at the end of the year. They beat a good Michigan football team. And they team. normally do do that. They normally do finish strong. And, and, and that's know. why, like, we got to expand eight. Like, the, I mean, we just – it's got to expand eight. This year, to me, was a prime example of expanded yeah. eight. You want UCF in just to kind of prove that – you don't want them in four. They're not one of the four best teams in the country. Yeah. Are they one of the eight best? Maybe. They're obviously not one of the four best. They don't recruit a level high enough to be a top four team in the mm. country. Well, I think if you don't want to expand it to eight, at least at the bare minimum, you go to a six-team system where the top two seeds get a bye, maybe. No, I'm, I mean, I'm okay. I mean, the NFL yeah. playoffs, to me, have it the most right. Yeah. But they yeah. also have a lot more money and a lot more time to work with. Yeah. I think college football, like, time's kind of of the essence a little bit in a sense. So, I don't know. I I, I think they got it right this year, but I think in the future that they definitely need to go to eight. Well, the thing is about adding more games to the uh, postseason of college football, it's, you know, as the game is trending towards more and more of these, you know, big-name players foregoing their final games and, you know, in response to not wanting to get injured and ruining their NFL hopes, you know, you got to think about, if you add more games, that's more chances for them to get hurt. And so you're going to start – you could possibly start seeing people say, you know, shit, is this really worth it? Do I really want to risk this even more, you know? And I think you're already seeing that this year. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of players that have yeah. kind of pulled out. And like, It's it happening matter. more and more every year. Yeah, well, bowl, season, bowl season kind of becomes irrelevant. Right. And bowl season – like before the playoff, I feel like bowl season was – if you made it to a BCS Bowl, that's a big year. Yeah. Now if you're a top six team and you don't make the playoff, no one cares. You know what I'm saying? Your season's over. Yeah. You, you're striving for the playoff, and if you just make a bowl game, everybody's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know, man. It's just – it's a really sticky kind of situation, but I, I don't know. I, I think – I don't see them changing much uh, on the process anytime soon. I think, you know, I think it's going to take them at least five more years, something really crazy to happen to where they really have to – It's going to take – it's going to take need, time. Feel the need to go back to the drawing board because – I mean, shit. You have to. You have to admit this is a hell of a lot better than the BCS. You know, system. BCS yeah. system sucks. Yeah, this is a, leaps and bounds better than that. So. Yeah, a- absolutely. You know what? Also, speaking on Kirk Herbstreit from earlier, you know his kid, his uh, sons committed to Clemson. Yep. Twins is preferred walk-ons, and that to me, I mean, obviously, like we're we're Clemson guys. Yeah, uh, obviously. So to me, it's crazy that Kirk let his sons pick Clemson. Like that lets you know how highly Kirk Herbstreit generally thinks of, he's going to have to pay money for his sons to go here. Yep. And uh, to me, that's great publicity. They show during the ACC championship, they showed highlights of his son. And I feel like he didn't even kind of want him to show it. Yeah. I feel like he was kind of like, yeah, you know, like I just don't want to do that on air. Mm-hmm. Kirk is a professional at all. Well, I, at, he's at all the best. Corners. He's the best, I think. He's, co- right know. now, he's the best college football. Yeah. That's a fact. He's been the best for a, a while in college football, I think. I mean, he's so – the his professionalism is un. 
unrivaled. I mean, it's. I was a Brent Brent Musburger guy, but I yeah. agree that Kirk Kirk's probably the most professional. He's well, just good at his. He does what he's supposed to do. There's not, to me, people say, "Oh, he's Ohio State bias." I'm like, he's really not. I, I've never. I was just about to say the, I, the reason why he's so. Prof, uh, the reason why I think he's so professional is just because of that. You do not see any, and I don't care. You, I mean, maybe Michigan fans see it, but I have never sensed a, the slightest bit of um, bias towards Ohio State. How bad would it suck to be a Michigan fan? <laughs> you can't beat Ohio State. Yeah, you can't beat. I mean, it's kind of like South Carolina right now. Yes, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, they're. I think South Carolina's in trouble. Yeah, I think that they, they were excited over a twenty-one point. Like South Carolina fans were generally excited over a twenty-one point loss, a game that was over in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it started the fourth quarter. That game's over, and they were excited. I yep. mean, they were generally like. Wow, we only lost by 21, and you know what? And Clemson fans on the other side of the coin were kind of pissed off. Yeah, but a win's a Like, Davo said it best. Like, a win's a win. Yeah. And if you want to come at me and talk about, oh, we barely won again, it doesn't—you won. Yeah. You won. You well, got out of there, and you won the football game. It's like it, if a 21-point win doesn't, you know, do the job for you, I don't know how much more I can offer you. That, you I know? mean, that's what and I'm I, saying, And I, right? I completely understand what he's com- where he's coming from. And I mean, uh, my boss, Larry Williams, pointed out, that what Brian McClendon, uh, South Carolina's offensive coordinator, was doing was what Syracuse did last year. At the before the play, they were fake audibling, so our defense would look back yeah, to the sideline. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you know, Larry's probably the most football oriented like football guy I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And you know, working for him has been a blessing for me. Yeah. And hearing him kind of like break this down and be like, "Dude, that guy's making money right now." By doing what he's doing, he's literally calling a fake audible, and they're snapping as soon as he fake audibles. So Clemson's defense wasn't prepared. I mean, half the plays, like video, like going back and looking at it, you could see Clemson's defense was still not in stance. Everybody's looking to the sidelines, and the ball snapped. Yeah, and that's another reason South Carolina it gave I mean, him a great- lot. It gave the teams we're going to play in the uh, playoff a lot of film because people are going to start exploiting that, and people are going to start going away from you know these you know right. But at the, the same the time, cards. why would every team not do that? You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to run. A t- it's, a t- it's a tempo offense that does it. Alabama's yeah. not super up-tempo. Notre Dame is not super up-tempo. First off, I don't see Clemson struggling with Notre Dame. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Notre Dame's a good football team. I just don't think they've really been tested. I also don't think Clemson has, like, neither of them have played a great football team yet. So I think this is it could be a good game. I think Clemson probably wins by 10. I would rather play Notre Dame than Oklahoma. Absolutely. I think Oklahoma's hot, yeah. and I think they're pissed off. Mm-hmm. I think Kyler's going to have a great game against Alabama. I still think Alabama probably wins by 7 or 10, but I still think Kyler's going to have a pretty good game. I think that game opened at 14, and, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd touch that game with a 10-foot pole. I, I, I don't either. Yeah. I just – I don't know. Who wins? Let's go. Let's go. Let's give our terrible predictions like we always do. We've never been right predicting any games ever, <laughs> but – who wins a college football playoff? I mean, I hate to say it. I, I just – the way we've played against SEC quarterbacks, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but, like, the way we've looked against uh, um, Kellen Mond and then Jake Bentley, th- they shredded us. They shredded us in the secondary. I'm afraid of what two is going to do to us. Um, I think we can hang with them. I, this is obviously in the event that we do beat Notre Dame, which I think will happen, and they – take care of business against Oklahoma. But I think it's going to be a shootout, um, but I think we are going to probably lose that game by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I think that in the chance that Oklahoma maybe upsets Alabama, which I, that game is going to be a southern shootout if there uh, yeah, was one. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think Alabama is probably a little step above Clemson right now. I think offensive line is a big part of it in secondary. I think Clemson's 
probably Clemson might have the best cornerback duo in the country and uh, Terrell and Mullen. A lot of people don't talk about those guys are going to both be first round picks. But when it comes to safeties, uh, safeties aren't supposed to be good man, but our safeties are not great at reading. And uh, I think that's going to come to bite Clemson in the butt. Yeah. And the ass. Sorry, I haven't cussed in like the past couple episodes. I'm professional now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I broke the seal, unfortunately. No, who cares? Let's start. <laughs> let's, start let's do what we used to do. Yeah. Let's not be perfect. Being professional sucks. Yeah, fuck it, man. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Being professional sucks. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. I think Alabama probably wins. I think, and especially if two is healthy, I think that Clemson probably loses to Alabama by like seven or ten. Yeah, I would. I, I think that Alabama is just kind of a little further ahead right now. Well, and you know, we don't like to think about this because of how well he's played. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a true freshman. You know. He's and he's made a lot of freshman mistakes. Yeah, he has. And, and as good as he's been, he's he's made some like yeah. crucial mistakes, man. Yes. And he hasn't looked great at times. I think he's going to be really good in the future. But oh, we, I, that is without question. He's going to be fantastic. But um, but you know, like you said, I, if we win a championship, I think it's going to be on the shoulders of uh, Clemson's defense. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there you go. Coach college football. There you go. You love college football. Good. Al- Alabama wins seven to ten. Uh, more football. Uh, Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars. What in God's name happened? The biggest disappointment in the I, NFL by far, right? Blake Bortles signed the biggest contract for a terrible quarterback ever. Yeah. And he's, they just released a report today. They're not even going to retain him next season. They're letting him go in the offseason. After he signed a huge contract, they went from being They're going to pay him that money to, for him to play against them. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, seriously. They, if they he were even gets signed. One game away from the Super Bowl, lost to the Patriots on a game-winning drive by the GOAT, Tom Brady. And... You're now looking at like a three and nine. I yeah. mean, they they've won three games. They're bad, like bad, bad. They, got, and that they traded ta- away Dante Fowler. I mean, they're you're looking at a team that might have to restart. Well, and that highly touted defense that everybody was you know so enamored with coming into the season, the secondary has been terrible. The only thing they had going for them was the run game or uh, the you know run defense, and they got exposed. They got exposed last night by a very mediocre Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, he disrespected their entire defense. I mean, A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey were supposed to be the best cornerback tandem, yeah. you know, maybe in the 2000s. And they've gotten, you know, shredded. Jalen Ramsey's like, he Space Jam lost his talent. Yeah, dude, he space somebody sucked that talent. shit out of him. And last night, yeah. he lost his pride. He flopped. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's gone from being the biggest shit talker in the NFL, Mr. Badass. Well, he, had, he thought he had so much clout in the offseason that he, remember he went out and, like, personally graded every quarterback and was like, you know, Big Ben sucks, Josh Allen sucks. Yeah, and look what know. happened. They bo- I mean, they both beat him. Yeah. Josh Allen and had like had his best game of the season against them. So, I, I, Jaguars are starting over. Yeah, but they're going to have to re- hit the reset button. The most random maybe was it – we scored 40 – ended up with 49. In a Der- PPR format, yeah. 50, 50, 49, 50 points. Derrick Henry last night. Uh, I would say that's the most out of context, out of pocket, fifty point fantasy game of all time. Yeah, I was in the we playoffs. Ta- we were talking about this off the air. Uh, I was because I had texted Graham earlier in the season. I was because of Fitz Magic, the first game that he completely went off for forty points in fantasy. I said, "Is this the most random forty point game you've ever seen in fantasy?" And he said, "I think it has to be." But that th- this got this got completely eclipsed. Uh, by the Derrick Henry performance last night. That was so out of nowhere that it's just ungodly. I mean, you shouldn't have started him. No. Deion no. De- 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 Lewis has been the hot hand, the guy in Tennessee. Yeah. 
And like you shouldn't have started Derrick Henry unless you're in like a twelve to fourteen man league. Well, and Derrick Henry needed a flex too. He looks like he's running in molasses out there, like most of the time. He he's he's played awful. Like Frank Gore has had a better season than him, which is yeah. Frank Gore, the ageless. Like, yeah, the Dolphins suck by the way. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're Ryan Tannehill, not good. That's a whole nother you know barrel. You know what else is a really random uh, fantasy drop was if you started Matt Flynn in the playoffs, his last game for the Packers. He's, he, I think he dropped a forty-five Dude, point game. He got huge. signed by the Seahawks to like a like a, a, a sixty, eighty million dollar deal <laughs> and lost a fucking job to Russell Wilson. That is a huge people forget fact. He lost a job. I mean, Russell Wilson's a great of our time, probably a Hall of Famer. He has yeah. a Super Bowl, and the Seahawks look great right now. They do. But Matt Matt Flynn got beat on the offs. You sign a guy to by a big a contract. Guy that got, he got signed in what the third round. Russell Wilson. Yeah, wait. he got drafted in the third I round. I believe he was third. I think he was third round, but we'll go third round. Yeah, that was. A long I can't time remember ago. off the top of my head. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. He's still an NC State guy to me. <laughs> Wisconsin doesn't matter. He was NC State guy to me. ACC but, baby. You know what? He, he, Russell Wilson's played at a high level for years now. But that, I mean, to go out and beat him in the offseason and open up as a opening day starter. Yeah. To beat your quarterback, sign that much. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson, man. That's you know, heck of a guy. I mean, he's married to Sierra. Good for him. Big W's. Does Future still hook up with Sierra behind his back tail? I hope not. He's such a class act. He is, but you got to remember Golden Tate was banging his wife before. That's right, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Russell Wilson might be the number one NFL cuck of all time. See, and that's I'm a just whole be- other topic right there that is we it? could get into. We yeah. could. Yeah. I'm just saying, Golden Tate bangs your wife. What do you do? You got to do something, and obviously oh, they he traded didn't. him away. They yeah. pi- they picked Russell over Golden, which was a good move. Absolutely, Golden's. I mean, he's you know he doesn't even get red zone. T- he's just a he's just a slot guy, and he, he is good. He scored this weekend though, didn't he? he? Did, and he scored. Yeah. I was actually a red zone score. Yeah, a trainer of the Eagles. They finally gave him some red zone targets. Go. But yeah. Lions, not a red zone guy. Mm-hmm. But crazy enough, Russell Wilson might be Cut King. Cut King. It's still Cut. Even up little bow is little Bow Wow still hooking up with Sierra. Huge. Enormous screaming fire take right there. Well, that's a question. Yeah. That's an embrace debate. Yeah. Wait, you know what else is an embrace debate, though? What's up? Is that Ed, is Ed Sheeran a sexist for wearing jeans and a T-shirt while performing with Beyonce, who was in a dress? Well, Did you see that? Yeah. And they said that Ed Sheeran needs to learn social standards because he was wearing a jean and a T-shirt. In the presence of Queen Bee. And it's like, come on. Are you kidding me? What Rudolph? Rudolph uh, it has underlying racism and yeah, and bullying. But it's like, come on, man. Well, that's Rick Ross. Rick Ross was rapping about raping chicks, <laughs> putting Molly in her champagne. She didn't even know it. Taking her home, she ain't even know it. And you're gonna come at Rudolph. Great song, by the way. Are you coming at Rudolph <laughs> when Rick, Rick Ross is taking chicks home? That and you know, come on. If, that and the, the that that song the hypocrisy that song like got high on the charts too. <laughs> it was a great song. Yeah, but like, come on, man! Like, I know if you're coming at Rudolph, there's a double standard for sure. If you're if you're coming at Rudolph and uh, Sleeping Beauty, you know they said. You know what that woman said about Sleeping Beauty? What? Snow or was it Snow White? What that 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 movie should not be allowed to be shown to kids because the prince kisses her while she's asleep. And oh that's taking my god! I serious. I am dead serious. The, a, a famous Hollywood actress, I can't remember her name, Kristen something maybe, she said she would not ever let her kids watch that movie because the, he took <laughs> advantage of rape her. culture. It did, it's like, are you kidding me? Dude, I, that's one thing, but t- t- talking shit about Rudolph, like, 
If you call Rudolph a fucking foreign agent, those are fucking those are, fighting those words. Those are fighting You start calling Rudolph a foreign agent. Fill your hand. Those are fighting words. You don't come at me with that. I, I ate some chili last night, and I forgot my daughter's name. I'm going to just tell you, I don't know what was in the chili, but I couldn't remember my daughter's name. That's a fact. You're going to come at Rudolph. You put some shit in the chili is what you did. Turn the freaking frogs gay. God, I miss him so much. Bring back Alex Jones 2019. Need him back. My New Year's resolution back. is to get Alex Jones back on every social social media. I need him back so badly. Bring back Alex Jones 2019. <laughs> you know what else we should bring back? What? Midgets. <laughs> midgets need to have a huge We haven't seen Tyrion Lannister in over a year, yeah. and midgets have kind of gone off the radar, yeah. dude. I haven't gotten my midget fix in a while. It's, it's tough, dude. Yeah. I mean, they were hot after Wolf of Wall Street, but I'm telling you, I mean, they were real hot after Game of Thrones. Midgets were on the scene. So the other day, someone tweeted about midgets. They yeah. said, if you're in a goal on situation, why not sign a midget and have two like of your strongest players on your team just throw him in the end zone? Yeah. I but mean, it makes sense. It's genius. It's it's really genius. I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you call on that though? Like uh that has to be illegal. Like, is it an illegal formation? Uh, do you, can you call an illegal well, formation on so, that? So after the Bush push way back when, uh, I don't think that it's illegal to force someone to the end zone anymore. Yeah. Back then it was supposed to be a flag. I don't remember what the penalty was because I was like 10. But I was supposed to be illegal. But I'm struggling to find a reason why throwing your midget yeah. in the end zone isn't legal. You, it's what we were, t- uh, we were talking about. He's at least going to cross the goal, goal yeah. line. like – Okay, so you pretty much set up in a field goal formation, and you've just got two guys right behind the uh, the offensive line, just kind of one, two, and then just hit he, him over. He, the the center hikes the ball to the midget, and in one swoop, just throw him over the lines and into the end zone. I don't see a problem with it. I mean, listen, all the midgets that had drug problems on Wizard of Oz. I mean, you got to forget those guys were they all need jobs on, like, opi- opioids. Yeah. By the way, apparently the worst group of actors. They were like like accused of rape and sexual assault <laughs> like every other week. You give me all those midgets from Wizard of the Oz, and I'm putting a use in an NFL yeah. package. They need jobs. I'm sorry, but the little man syndrome formation. Yeah, you get angry. You know what I'm saying? Little Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Thank you for inventing little man syndrome. You can't look at him in in Wolf of Wall Street. Like you can't look him at look at him in the eye. Like I'm, you know how I'm looking at I'm looking at your chin right now, but you think I'm looking at <laughs> you, you in the eye? I mean, you can't <laughs> Their wires it. get all crossed. You can't do it. I mean, it's crazy, but I just don't see how that formation honestly doesn't like. You just throw them high enough. No yeah. one's gonna like. And if you jump up, you're like one handed. Who's strong enough on defense to stop like a hundred and twenty pound midget? Yeah, I know. I just w- would wonder what would actually happen. It's like who's uh, gonna be the first one to swallow their pride? They will catch so much flack, but someone like give me a D three school yeah. at least it tries it, dude. Ne- within the next ten years, uh, midget will be a position in fantasy football that you can have. It'd be like a kicker. Oh my god! Replace yeah. get kickers out of fantasy football and give me midget. Yeah, give I me want a midget. That. I want that all day. <laughs> You're telling me I can't just have midget position in fo- fantasy football? Can you just imagine the first time somebody doing that, though? It's like a semi-pro when they do the alley-oop for the first time, and <laughs> the ref's like, foul, foul, two, no, two fouls. <laughs> you can't just fly through the air like that, Jackie. <laughs> so are we comparing the alley-oop to the midget toss? Yes, we are. I think it's, you heard that, it re- it's that revolutionary. You heard it here first. Sign a midget. Yes. Doug Peterson's he's crazy. He is. He's The, the Eagles are kind of like – they're kind of struggling a little bit right now. I believe they're maybe 500 or one game over. Yeah. Sign the midget. This is a message to Doug Peterson. Sign the midget. 
Something's got to reinvigorate that offense. Some, dude, and I think a midget would. Yep, absolutely. Could a midget? Could you? Could a midget reinvent Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz's offense? Could a midget reinvent the game of football? Period. I mean, we're asking Mic serious drop. questions. Yeah. Fourth and inches. Where are you going? Throw I'm in. going with the midget. And that's legal, dude. Yeah. He could pass a physical. Could he pass a physical? But I think the physical is their own choice. They could fail a physical all day. We yeah. can still get him on. The it's team. just a matter of the NFL's, you know, rules and regulations on physicals. But could Dwight Howard pass a physical? If you can't bend over, how you pass a physical? <laughs> oh my god! Because you spend so much time bent over, how now can you pass a? Fi- you can't. So you spend so much time bent over that now you can't bend over. It's a that's a crazy spin. So zone, I guess but. he was catching, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, in 2018, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But the back page training parties he was going to seem a little suspicious. Yeah, I'm throwing maybe a flag. Uh, And that, that, uh, it wasn't a, to me, a tranny has boobs, I believe. And like, uh, like I think trannies have boobs. I don't think that was. You can get that operation over the weekend. Right. I mean, I mean, we could go get boobs tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. But Dwight was hooking up with like a. A guy that like a dude that like, wore yeah. that had hair that dressed like yeah. a, like, like, it was a, like he was like a drag was a, queen. It was almost. a drag yeah, yeah, it was a drag queen. Yeah, and you know if Dwight if Dwight swings that way, good for him. Okay, I know all power hating, to him. You have no one's hating on them, but it's like the whole like drag queen tranny thing. Like, yeah. and you have a butt injury. Like and somebody's like roasting the drag queen about it, and she he he or she comes out and roasts Dwight Howard about it, and she he had the receipts. Yeah, the receipts were the receipts. there. So and Playboy Cardi. Yeah. He had receipts for Playboy Cardi, too. And he said a lot of famous people hit him up. That's, I mean, we. I kind of want that full list. Yeah. I Definitely mean, lifts, lifts the veil on these uh, famous people, you know. Stinks for Dwight, but sticking to the NBA, MVP through uh, November, who we got? Uh, I've got Giannis. Yeah, I'm going to go Giannis, too. Yeah. The tweets about uh, him lately have been amazing. Like, people, when they're scouting report and the uh, Bucks took him at 15, people are like, it's the worst pick in NBA history. They wasted their they wasted their pick. He's not going to be relevant in the NBA for two to three well, years. He's too small, dude. He's I mean, and if you look at the Bucks like drafting history, you would you would think that you know you'd be like, yeah, this is a dumb yeah. this is the dumbest pick ever. But, I agree. I I agree hundred percent. I thought Brennan Jennings was going to be a Hall of Famer, <laughs> so that was tough. Yeah, I literally yeah. used to watch his highlights before like AAU basketball games in high school. I mean, I would literally. Dude, like, a- Brandon Jennings was an a- was an AAU legend. Facts. First of all, yeah. But I uh, did not translate to the NBA. Tough did not happen. I'd love to see him get another shot because he was so good in high school. But NAU. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. he was supposed to be the guy. But, yeah, I'm going Giannis, too, is my pick for mm-hmm. MVP. Uh, I also have another question that kind of brings up I've been thinking about lately is uh, going through the draft these last couple years. You know, the Warriors and it's been the Warriors and Cavs at top. You know, James Harden's made a little run. Uh, who's the last in the last? Like, I feel like it takes in the NBA – it takes forever to for a player <laughs> to make a real impact. Yeah, who's the last player drafted that made a real impact, like a, a superstar in the last like five to six years, who's actually made an impact and gone far in the playoffs? Um, damn, I you don't could know. say Donovan Mitchell. He made it to the second round. Yeah, I mean, but I, that's. I'm just trying to think. Like, I mean, it's it, it takes NBA players realistically six to ten years to make that NBA postseason drive. Yeah, and LeBron did it early. I mean, obviously LeBron's. Top two the probably NBA of all is just, time. The difference between the NFL and the NBA is the uh, NBA is, like you said, it's so top-heavy. Like, all these teams that are drafting early, they have, unless they draft, you know, the next Michael Jordan, they're not going to make much of a splash because the it takes time. The league's so top-heavy. All, the, all yeah. the best players are on, you know, a handful of teams, whereas 
in the NFL, the all the best players it seem like they're a lot more spread out. Teams can make a run if they make a you know good enough draft picks, and I, I mean that's why it takes people longer to make an impact, especially in this game's climate. But the way this season's been going, you know the Warriors haven't been playing well, the Celtics haven't been playing well. Steph was out. Yeah, but I mean, considering how the Warriors should be playing with those amount of with that amount of talent. Well, Steph's the best point guard of all time, and I'll die on that hill. Okay, well, that's a whole different story, but... We don't have to go there right yeah. now. I mean, the East is wide open. The West, other than... You could argue that it's pretty wide open, too, right now, with the Rockets struggling, and... Dude, the West is really open. The, LeBron's got the Lakers The Lakers, like... Competitive-ish. Well, they're, they're the third right now. They're two wins behind the Warriors. Oh, okay. I thought they were doing worse than that. No, they I, won like that. I guess the West is doing worse than like everybody is. Like I think the Mavericks are competitive. Yeah, too. but r- rookie of the year, Luca. Luca. I mean, dude, beast. Like to me, he's a different style of rookie than we ever thought we'd see. People said he wouldn't make an NBA because he had like an athleticism gap, but he's so he's skilled. That. He's blown that wide. Yeah, open. it's like dude, he's a, he's an incredible athlete. He takes like a a step back that like creates like. Like a black hole of space. <laughs> yeah. You're not block. I don't care who you are. You are not blocking his step on, back. Got nothing on James Harden's. Dude, that's... Or, uh, James Harden's has nothing no. on his. I'm sorry. Luka is a future superstar of the yeah. league. And Dennis Smith has completely taken a backseat to it. Dennis Smith really isn't that well, talented he, to me. He's an, he a freak need, athlete. He is a solid second option. He he was never going to be able to you know take yeah. over that team and he, lead him. He can't shoot the ball. You know nah. what I'm saying? And he's an athlete. Maybe 10 years ago, he's a yeah. star in the league. But it's Luka's world, and we're just living in it. Well, the the Mavericks veteran, if they really want to make a run, the uh, Mavericks veterans need to really start stepping up. Uh, the Mavs aren't like – I mean, before this year, they were, you know, a top – a bottom four team in the league the yeah. past two years. I mean, you get a little production out of Dirk. Give me some DeAndre Jordan production. <clears throat> Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, yeah. Maybe they make it as an eight seed this year, but, I mean – it's going to be – the West is so competitive yeah. every year. So, it's just one of those things. I mean, Luka, Rookie of the Year, MVP next year. Maybe he wins MVP and Rookie of the Year. Probably not. Hot take. That's absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but Tank for Zion's popular right now. Yep. Uh, the Suns obviously going to have the first pick because they are awful. Which is surprising. Well, they, they, ha- don't have they have a point a, guard. They have a nice young core there. but They yeah, do, they but don't. they don't have a point guard. Like, it's mm. crazy they don't have a point guard. I saw they're thinking about trading for uh, Frank Intel Quinta or whatever the Nikitalinga or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're not even gonna attempt that name. Just yeah, w- whatever. Well, he's Frank, been a bust in his own Frank, right. He's terrible. Yeah, they chose him over Dennis Smith too. Yikes! So Knicks, Knicks, Frank. Yeah, not a good move by the Knicks. But the Zion thing is, that we're gonna we're kind of gonna start this early. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but it's cramping issue. Yeah, it's been. I mean. Every single game he cramps. Can he can he make it the 80, 82 games? That's I, dude. After the Maui Invitational, he could. They had to carry him back to their hotel room because he couldn't walk. <laughs> he's carrying too much weight. He is, and it's the cramps are going to become an issue. And dude, he's too solid. Like he's, I, he, he's got he, too much mass. He's too much of a good athlete. Yeah, I've never thought I'd say someone's too much of an athlete. But <laughs> I think he's too athletic to play in the NBA. Is that a negative on his scouting report? Is he too? Does he have yeah. too much is testosterone too to play in the NBA? <laughs> You've got to ask the question. Is he the Saquon Barkley of the NBA? (laughs) Saquon Barkley had too much testosterone. (laughs) That's why he... That's That's a fact. It's true. I know. But the Zion cramp thing really is an issue. I mean, he's played great, but like, dude, they're having to pull him out of games. Like, he could have a Paul Pierce situation where he just comes out in a wheelchair in the second half. 
Oh my god! I mean, just bring bring me Zion. Like he's in the NBA. Yeah, he's playing good. That was the biggest load of fake news when Paul Pierce did that. Paul Pierce really the most <laughs> overdramatic move of all time. He got he was trying to do what that guy for the Knicks did in like the sixties. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yes, excuse my co-host. He's hitting his jewel. I have, <clears throat> I don't jewel. I'm addicted. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing: Paul Pierce can recreate some sixties Knicks player, but that was the most overdramatic move of all time. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though. No, none. Okay, well, not even the slightest. That's why I was kind of letting. I you can't remember. The I was letting you run point there, but you didn't do great with points. Well, you so. distracted me with the jewel. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, the anyway, jewel's not we'll get off the '60s Knicks player that I can't think of his so name. So Zion may drop in the draft because of cramps. You heard it here first. Yes. People are going to start talking about it more. Yep. He's also a freak athlete, and he would have Clemson probably would still have the same record with him. Uh, I just don't. I think he probably made a better decision. I got to do. Let's be honest. Better business decision, absolutely. Way better. Bit like if yeah. he's at Clemson, Clemson probably still has one or two losses. Yeah. So I just don't see how he didn't make a better business decision for himself. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it is what it is. Next up, we have a very interesting topic. We're switching away from sports just for a second. Just for a second. And and I, it's just it's a real serious topic right now. It's it's hot on the market. Want to be a little more sensual and talk about this one in depth? I can tell in your voice. I just, I'm switching up. Okay. <laughs> Premium Snapchats for women. The IRS is coming for their asses. They're screwed, man. What's going to happen? These premium Snapchats? You want to buy a chick's Snapchat for 50 bucks to look at news? Uh-oh, IRS is coming. Not only are you boned, she's boned too. She I doesn't get, they don't get taxed. I don't get the appeal of it, to be honest with you. I mean, is it like if you pay for this girl's snaps, it's like, oh, I'm getting nudes from some girl? Like, <clears throat> is so that he, is that the appeal to it? Because you could get the you could go on Pornhub and look at the girls. Here's shit my, anyway. here's the thing that changes that. So the other night I got bored. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a humble brag, but continue. No, no, it's definitely not a humble brag. Anyways, I ended up on some 45 year old woman's Instagram. And I, re you know, you're you're you take Creeping. an Adderall, you end up in places you just don't know you're. That's end an up understatement. At. And I'm on this woman's Instagram, so I clicked on her like blink in her bio, and it was like you could. There was like eight payment options, and you could eight. Uh, there was like eight. There was like uh, it's like ten dollars to a thousand dollars variation. Oh God. For a thousand dollars, you could meet up with her and take her on a date. For five hundred, she would personally like Facetime you and finger herself on Facetime. Okay. Uh, here's my thing. For an old man sitting in a basement to have that like one on one on Facetime, like is it worth the five hundred? For me, obviously not, because you know I get laid like eggs. But <laughs> to a person that sits in their basement all the time, it's like, well, what am I? You five hundred bucks? Five hundred yeah. bucks? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. It's I just the think, it's the same appeal as like a strip club. Like unless you're at a shady strip club, like you're not gonna actually go anywhere with these, you know, strippers. Well, <laughs> Yeah, you're it right. It depends on if the Dep depends on what strip club you're at. It depends on the strip club, obviously. There have been some times where money has been spent where it shouldn't have been spent on things it shouldn't have been spent on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I cannot say it any better than that. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. We are leaving it at that. But the IRS, what if these girls start getting like, I mean, what if they go to They're jail gonna, yeah. for premium Snapchat? Good for them. Screw it. If yeah. I get denied in the DMs, I'm reporting a girl. I'm just going to say she has premium Snapchat, so go to her house and arrest her now. She didn't respond to my DM when I said, hey, what's up? We should get a drink sometime. I sent you my penis. Please respond. I, <laughs> I, sh I showed you my whole penis. Please respond. Oh, she didn't respond. Uh, you're going to jail because yep. you have a premium Snapchat. Tough <laughs> shit. That video of the FBI like breaking down the door. We got him. We got him. <laughs> I thought we had it all together. <laughs> That, that may best. be the girl. Dude, Drake and Millie, Bo Millie Bobby Brown yeah. is still the weirdest. Like, Ladies and gentlemen, 
We got him. Does Drake <laughs> like Millie Bobby Brown? Dude, I don't even want to go there. You got to ask the question. Yeah. She's like, oh, we text every day. I mean, yeah. we, you know, we're always talking. And I love him I, so He's so much. great. He gives yeah. me all this advice. Oh, what do you guys talk about? Boys. Oh, I, can't, uh, I can't really tell you. I can't disclose that information at this time. It's like, wait a second. Drake? I mean, because Drake's always kind of like, he, kept, he keeps his uh, relationships kind of private. That's an understatement. I mean, he kept a kid private for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did Drake bang Kim Kardashian? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Thousand percent. He yeah. did it. He one hundred percent did it. Drake is guilty, but is he guilty? Because Timmy Kim K is still kind of number one. Yeah. She's still like, sh- I don't care what porn videos she made or what what drug did she say she did ecstasy. ecstasy. She got married the first time, did a porn the second time. That's gonna hinder some people from doing ecstasy. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to get married, and I don't want to have my penis on camera for everybody. To see. Dude, it kind of reminds me of uh, when Roseanne put out all those racist tweets and lost her show. She said she was on like uh, Ambien. Ambien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Ambien tweets were awesome. Did you ever see the South Park episode with Mr. Hanky? No. The Christmas poo. He was tweeting racist stuff, and they <laughs> every time he would tweet something racist every night and every day. They he the next one. Oh, I'm sorry, I was on Ambien. <laughs> I can't recall what I said. I was on Ambien. <laughs> and they're like, he's like set. They're like canceling Christmas because Mr. Hanky keeps tweeting stuff about like Jewish people yeah. and like black people. And he does the Roseanne thing. He's like, I was on Ambien. Yeah. I can't help it. I don't know what they want from me. <laughs> South Park is so on point with yeah. all social issues, and they're so grandfathered in. That they're never getting shit. They're, no one's coming to South Park. They're grand. They're literally as grandfather in as you can get. We're not getting rid of them. That's for sure. They're not God. going anywhere. South Park goes. I go. Yeah. <laughs> I leave this beautiful country. That's right. Uh, also, I learned this past week. Switching up real quick from uh, strippers and IRS. Anyways, <laughs> uh, just one more thing. If you do want to report a uh, premium Snapchat because you get denied, just report to the IRS. You can yeah. go to their website. Report them. Or tell it, us first uh, so we can talk about it. Yeah. I mean, let, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. If you get catfished, if a premium Snapchatter comes at you, yeah. let us know. We're, We're exposure. I can't make money off my premium. St- I have a premium Snapchat, and I don't make any money off of it. Seems a little unfair. You got that right. Seems a little unfair. Uh, ADHD medicine, though, is kind of mm-hmm. the next big topic. Uh, around finals. I've been on it since I was a kid, but around finals, it gets hot. And, you know, everybody's <laughs> looking for an Adderall or a Vivance or a Focan or a Riddle, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I personally, I hate taking it. I know you take it every I day. I hate it, too. But it changes who you are as a person. It yeah. makes you quiet. It sucks. Mm. It really does change. Very, it makes you very socially awkward. Yeah, it does. That's yeah. a fact. So then I did my research, and I, uh, when I, I was on an Adderall when I did it, and that was also when I ended up on that woman's premium $1,000 date <laughs> thing. Anyways, I was on Reddit for like two hours, and it's Desoxin, D-E-S-O-X-Y-N, I believe is how you spell it. It's methamphetamine. <laughs> Literally. It's, it's it's meth in a pill. Yeah. And people get prescribed meth, which was actually used for medical purposes before like the 1980s, like 70s, 60s, 50s. Methamphetamines were used for medical purposes. And it's a smaller dosage, obviously, in a pill form made by scientists. But it actually does a job. It takes away social anxiety. You don't have a come down. You still obviously have some... You know, some like uh, side effects, but they're not as intense as, you know, an Adderall side effect coming down like those yeah. suck. Yeah. But apparently this desoxin is the move and I'm I'm trying to get prescribed. One hundred percent. I think I'm going to start crushing it up and selling it to meth heads on the street. <laughs> I mean, Dick, you could just be like, hey, there, here's a gram of meth, but they really got to do what they got to do, man. Crazy enough, though, I do think that desoxin is the future. I think methamphetamine in the next 10 years, desoxin is going to change the way people think about meth. Yeah. 
because if it, it it also helps with weight loss, it deals with anxiety, it brings people out of depression, and it helps you focus. I mean, if you take it in the doses enough, like obviously enough people believe that it works and that you have people like trials that are using it and it works. Mm-hmm. So you just don't do it from battery acid and buy it off a guy in the street. Go to your doctor and get prescribed methamphetamine and maybe it works. <laughs> you heard it here first. And then you ADHD medicine, desoxin, yeah. meth, do meth, do meth. I'm not endorsing illegal meth. I'm endorsing the legal, the legal methamphetamine desoxin. You, you should do it. You should try it. Uh, you should try it, though. No, seriously, you're shaking your head, man. You're being kind of quiet, but you should, you know. One day when I get prescribed, we're going to say we did meth. That's fine. Like, I'm telling, like, people when I get a job, wherever I get a job, I'm like, yeah, I did meth. I do meth on it's a daily It's not weird, days. I promise. It's not. Like, meth's yeah. cool. Like, you know how the hill that's going to be to die that <laughs> meth is not that bad? Well, every drug is, you know, I think every drug is going to get legalized, so. Oh, legalize all drugs. Okay. Uh, JK. <laughs> nope. You're on legalize all drugs. I mean, I'm in. I didn't know I was in until now, but I'm all the way in. Um, Moving on to complaint of the week. Uh, Complaint of the week, man. That's, One we, last time. What? That's sad. That makes me sad as shit. Yeah. But you know what? We're both getting jobs. I'm trying to go in a dip. Me and you are going separate ways. But not really. I mean. We'll probably still be around, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. If I graduate, you're graduating. Hopefully. Um. What is your complaint of the week? I'll let you start off. This is our best segment, by the way, yeah. of all time. So, My complaint of the week is what we just talked about. My complaint of the week is that we didn't do more podcasts this semester and that this is going to be the last one because it has been one hell of a ride. And it sucks it's got to end, but we got to got to do what we got to do. I, ca- I cannot tell you how uh, – I mean, honest to God, like not to be too emotional for a second, but this pod- doing a podcast and writing has made me more confident in myself. It's kind of like brought me. I was never in a shell per se, That's but like a, that, yeah. Well, but no, but it made me more of a confident. Like I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I wanted to do something. I did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't do enough podcasts. I, we, generally people would hit me up and be like, dude, I loved your podcast. I listened to it, and I felt like people generally liked what we did, man. Well, I mean, and this one, this one we're doing right now is backed by popular. It, it was because it's backed by popular demand. Yep. We weren't gonna do a last episode, but some people were saying, you know, you got to do at least one more. The send off, yeah, the, the curtain send-off. call, the curtain call, and it had to happen, man. Thank you for all the people that have supported us, the sponsors, the guests. I mean, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. I mean. We've had people hit us up trying to come on as a radio broadcast show that one time. Yep. People were trying to get us on like in the morning for a radio show, and we politely declined. Probably wasn't a great move on my part. <laughs> Probably I not. Took the head on declining that, but we were both busy at the time. Yeah. And the, I mean, this was just a hobby. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, but but it became something like I mean, I like I started working for Rivals, and yeah. it was kind of like, man, I'm busy. Like I really want to do it, but. Well, you've definitely you've definitely taken the bull by the horns more than I have. I mean, you've definitely carved but, out a very you know respectable and successful you know sports yeah, you yeah. know journalism and shit like that. You know, you've yeah. definitely gone a lot farther than I have. Well, that means a lot, man. Thank yeah. you. But I mean, it's not like if you would have done it, you probably could have done the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean and it's I just, just a matter of making connect. We have made connections through this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And we've made friends, fan. I mean, I've met so many people by doing this thing, the Johnny Rombos podcast. Yes. And you know who was all in first besides me it was my mom. Yeah. My mom listened to episodes talk about like hooking up with ex girl, like hooking. <laughs> you know what I mean, and she- we have talked about some. Some heinous, controversial, some topics, heinous things on here, especially back home. And my mom was always my number one fan, and that's it was always kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, your mom's gonna be your number one fan no matter what you do. But yeah. at the same time, she was always kind of like, "Yeah, you should keep doing it. You should keep doing it," you know. And I did it. 
Yeah. And um, and it was awesome. Anyways, that motivational episode, episode thirty, we're, we'll finish on uh, later on that because that'll be the next last ever episode yeah. that ever happens. Uh, my complaint of the week, though. You know what? Before you stop, uh, let me stop you right there. I honestly, I honest to God believe this isn't goodbye. This is just see you later. You never know. We may come. We may make one out of uh, come out of retirement if we're bored one day. <laughs> I mean, I still have a studio. Yeah. We so, got the. We have the technology. We, we ha- could. We could come out of retirement and surprise all you motherfuckers. So just. We literally still have a studio. This isn't goodbye. This is just see you later. I'm just gonna tell you right now, if that we ever come back, that I'm randomly gonna tweet a video of the Undertaker popping out of a coffin. <laughs> like yes. I'm just telling you right now, you better be prepared. If you see anything that has to do with the Undertaker on my feed, yes, we're back. We're back. But that's the thing. You're gonna have to like be on the Undertaker lookout. Yeah. Maybe this isn't it. What's Undertaker. A, let's do watch. an Urban Meyer retirement segment yeah. at the end. We're gonna hold off for a second because I still got my complaint. But we're only Urban Meyering retiring. Yeah. yeah. Urban Meyering retiring. We're quote unquote retiring. But you just don't know. You de- you never know. That's what I'm saying, man. You just we like we've always liked to keep you on keep you on uh, your toes, and we're not gonna stop now. No, God, no, we'll never stop. <laughs> and if not, we'll still be on Twitter. I yeah, mean, we still talk shit to everybody on Twitter. And Absolutely. So oh, it's cool. Uh, anyway, on to your complaint. Yeah, man. But now come in my feels. Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna cry. Nah. <laughs> I'm gonna throw nah. out. <laughs> I'm gonna throw. Up. I'm gonna throw it up. Step Brothers, great movie. Yeah. My complaint of the week, which comes on the heels of the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder split decision, uh, which was a draw. If you f- if you're a fighter and you win a fight in a foreign country, you're gonna lose. Yep. And you have to either knock the person out or submit him. I mean, you got to finish if it the goes fight. To, if it goes to the table, it's it's a done deal for you. It's over, man. And I think that Tyson Fury won nine rounds, maybe ten rounds of two, but he got knocked down twice, and they gave it to Wilder, which to me was the best boxing match t- to me ever because yeah. I've only been watching boxing 10 to 15 years, but I've never watched a match like that before. Two of the most powerful dudes in the world going at it for 12 that rounds. Had, that had legit beef. Yeah, they didn't know? like each other. Yeah. And it turns out I'm a huge Tyson Fury fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is such a good guy, man. And through all this stuff he dealt with, man, like super good dude. And I had no idea. But, I mean, you were talking about the Stephen Thompson fight. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a you tradition know, unlike any other. <laughs> he fought Darren Till in Liverpool. Uh, could have been a draw in and of itself, but they, they – They gave it a Till because yeah. it was in his country. And the, it, yeah. I talked to my dad about the other night. He was a longtime boxing fan. Yeah. And he thought that's one of the reasons that boxing died off is because well, if and you was, fight someone in their foreign country, man, it's like, dude. Well, not only that, it's just like boxing has been getting its ass handed to it by uh, UFC. And boxing had the chance to have this, you know, incredibly, you know, money-making – matchup with these two guys these two big personalities they had a fucking incredible fight and then boxing just completely blows it by having it a draw you know they if if they could have had a you know a decision a valid decision that could have you know it just it left everybody with a bad taste in their mouth afterwards it's almost like it's a money making i mean obviously it's a money making industry yeah but they already agreed to a rematch yeah and it's like come on man like boxing needed that needed that big humongous great fight you know that had a conclusive finish but they boxing literally couldn't help itself and me there were memes made like multiple memes came from that fight and I hate to say it, but if you're a meme, people kind of pick up. They they yeah. want the source of the meme. They want to know what it is. Deontay Wilder became a meme. Tyson Fury became a meme. Well, that 
pulls more people in. When you're a meme, you get more people interested. Well, that's true. Yeah. You do crazier thing. You're in the spotlight more. You're a meme. You got more people interested. That's right. And that's what that boxing match did. That kind of brought boxing back a little bit in a sense. Yeah. So I agree. I agree 100%. That rematch is going to be huge. I, I would be tough-pressed to say that that boxing match won't be bigger than some of the UFC fights coming up. Very easily could, especially because it's got all these eyeballs on it. Yeah, and that's, you know, Tyson Fury, real brother. Real brother. Got a few more real brothers to talk about, though. A few more. Yeah. I just want to say that the Real Brother Hall of Fame, God rest most of their souls. Most of their souls. <laughs> most of their souls. Well, Will Ferrell's not dead. And either David Spade's not dead David either. David Spade's not dead either. But yeah. they kind of invented Real Brothers. Yes. But the Real Brother Hall of Fame, <clears throat> we're going to just go ahead, before we say ours, last episode, maybe. We're um, going to go down the list of who's inducted right now. And this is tough. This yeah. is even t- I mean, these guys are, they, you know, they invented Real Brothers. Yes. They encapsulated Real Brothers. We're going to start off Ned Stark, Robert Brathian. Yes. Bonafide Bros. Yes. Kurt Cobain. Rest in peace. Legend. God rest his soul. Legend. Wilt Chamberlain had sex with like a thousand women. He <laughs> twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah. God, I was way under. Uh, Greg Allman. I mean, come on. Say the Allman brothers, dude. We don't need to say. You put Soulshine on right now. I'm gonna yeah. freak out. The word brothers is in their band name. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. The Allman real brothers. Yes. Then you got Chris Farrell and David Spade, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Johnny Cash, Andre the Giant, Heath Ledger, and John Wayne. There is your real brother Hall of Fame. God rest their souls. God rest them. And here we're in. Here we are. Two more people getting inducted in the Real Brother Hall of Fame for the last time. For the last time. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna. I'll take the. I'll take this one. Uh, this guy. Everybody. He is. He may be the one of the most universally loved human beings to ever walk this earth. Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, baby. Man, I mean he. He like going back and looking at his old stuff. I didn't realize how cool what he did was. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he really well, was like out like like hanging out with like lions. Well, and, let like, me wrestling let me just gators. say this about him. Yeah, what he did was so cool, but it really isn't what he did that kept people coming back to him. It was the way he carried himself and his personality, his upbeat personality. You know, it was just infectious. You know, if you saw if you if you watched the Crocodile Hunter, it just made you feel better about the. You know, maybe there is some good in this world. You know. Because of how positive and how great Steve Irwin was, you know, and that, it, yeah, he did the, a lot of cool stuff and things like that. But the man he was is even is great arguably guy. is arguably more impressive than what he actually did. Yeah, I mean, he was a great dude. He did yeah. a lot of stuff for like, like giving animals space. We call them reser- not reservations. <coughs> That's where the Native Americans like, went. I don't know, like habitats or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm an animal guy. My brother's going to be a vet, but I yeah. still don't know what you call where you put a bunch of animals yeah. in one place. But he opened, he bought a ton of land, and mm-hmm. like he's really helped. He was helping worldwide, yeah. kind of you know protect animal animal conservation. Yeah, that's what it is. As Steve Irwin, real brother. I he died doing what he loved, and that it's a it's a joking. Terminal uh, like phrase that people <laughs> say a lot, but it, that could not encapsulate Steve Irwin more. Like he died doing what he loved. He literally got stabbed in the heart doing what he loved. Yes, he, that's crazy. And he wouldn't have done it any other way. God rest his soul. Yep. Absolute bona fide real brother. Yes, sir. Now the last brother. The last brother. Ronnie Van Zant. Boom. Leonard Skinnerd. Leonard. Baby Skinnerd. You tell me, Ronnie Van Zant. Probably should have been the first one in. He wasn't. He has an argument. He was first ballot. Yeah. He didn't make it first ballot, but he's here now. 
He is. And that's all that matters. You just it's about getting there. It's not the path you take. <laughs> it's about getting there. It's and about he's the here. destination. It is, and he is here. Yep. And yeah, just I mean, what a brother, man. And welcome home. He uh died leaving Greenville, I believe. God, that's Greenville, crazy. South Carolina. Yep. Uh a faulty plane. But man, I mean Leonard Skinner, how many good songs do they have? I mean, they in, they invented like Southern rock, I feel like. They Southern I, classic rock. Them in Alabama, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I mean Tuesday's Gone is going to make you cry, so is Freebird. But Freebird yeah. is the, to me, it's the craziest song because you want to cry and then you want to, like, do 100 lines of cocaine. I don't even do yeah. cocaine, but that's what <laughs> Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yes. I she's mean, about to kill herself. Uh, yeah. She's up on the balcony. and the big got Freebird blasting, like, That is so intense. And it's like, Freebird's probably the best song of all time. Yeah. It's a top five song yeah. ever made. And Leonard Skinner did it, and Ronnie without Ronnie Van Zant, no, that was possible. Ronnie Van Zant, he deserves it. God rest his soul. And that is the Real Brother Hall of Fame. And that is this a send off, man? And that is the Johnny Rombos podcast, episode twenty nine. Yeah, uh, this is leaving. my. I guess this is my official to unofficial sign off. Hunt Dad, it's, it's been real. It's been an honor serving with you in the trenches, brother. Brother, thanks I, for bringing me on. I, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the most we we meshed. We were the most yeah. consistent cults. We became close. We became friends in college. We, even we really became friends before that. We were we'd known each other for probably a decade, but we really didn't become close. Oh, I friends. just thought you were a nerd before that, yeah. and then I brought you on. Realized how cool of a dude you were. Still yeah. a nerd, as am I. Yeah. But we. And I just thought you were a weird dude that you know licked his phone screen because he had a high girl on it. But <laughs> uh, I was. <clears throat> maybe more sexually advanced in sixth grade than some other sixth graders. <laughs> okay. uh, I was more interested in stuff than you guys who still thought girls had cooties in sixth grade. Fair enough. Me in sixth grade was out at, uh, you know, one in the morning trying to hook up with chicks in seventh grade. Thought missions in sixth grade. <sighs> Classic. Former, anyway. Former thought king. But back to you. I'm going to let you sit on your throne here. Hey, well, just want to thank you for, you know, letting me, giving me this stage to do this shit. You know, I, the moment you asked me to do this, I didn't even think about it, you know. <laughs> I said, I will absolutely help you out. One, I got your back 100%. And it turned out to be, you know, a shitload of fun, you know, and a lot of people appreciated what we did together. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to let, uh, for letting me uh, come on and do this shit with you. I'm, I couldn't have asked for a better co-host, man. That's right. I, thank you so much for helping me out and it's my being pleasure. a great co-host. You were funnier than I was. A lot of people said <laughs> oh, no, that dude. dad was the better part, dude. No way. They just said that you know I was better looking. That was it's always the better looking guy that kind of comes out on top. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks, hey, man. Good guys finish first. <laughs> but seriously, man, I you know as your send off, uh, no jokes here. I'm yep. full full of emotion right now. Uh, last episode, I hope you guys enjoyed it. That was Hunt Dad's send off. I have one more solo episode coming up. I started by myself. I'm going to end by myself. But for God's sakes, Hunt Dad was the best co-host I've ever had. Fuck yeah, baby. So, also, thank you to Scar, though. We'll say thank you to yeah, Scar. Scar was, a great to Scar. Scar was a great co-host as well. Yeah. And I just want to thank him for helping me out all those years before Hunt Dad. And he even did some episodes with me in between. Without Scar, there's no Hunt Dad. There, you know what I'm saying? So He, he thank, built the foundation. Scar was a founder. And yes. I want to thank him and I want to thank you, man. So, uh... Guys, I hope you enjoyed the last episode of the Johnny Rombos podcast. If you really want another one, you just gotta let me know. You just yep. you, we get we just go uh, go fund me. We're gonna set up for a hundred thousand dollars. You raise a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. we do another and one. We'll of be these. back. We'll be back. You raise a hundred thousand dollars on GoFundMe, and we will do an episode Hell again. Yeah. Back but by popular demand. Thank you, Hunt Dad. You are my brother. I yes, love sir. you, man. Love you too. From the boys at the Johnny Rombos podcast, we are signing off. Adios. 
high above the mucky muck, castle made of clouds. There sits Wonder Boy, sitting oh so proudly. Not much to say, then you're high above the mucky muck. Young Nasty Man, arch-rival and nemesis of Wonder Boy, with powers comparable to Wonder Boy! What powers you have? I don't know, how about the power of flight? Does it do anything for you? It's levitation, Holmes. How about the power to kill a yak from 200 yards away? With mind bullets! That's telekinesis, Kyle! How about the power...